God is looking for the willing and transforming them into an overcomer. The how to make this happen, however, isn't found in a Google search, Instagram post, TikTok video, or YouTube clip. Have you ever found yourself wondering if there is more to life than your current circumstance? Perhaps you're stuck in a rut of mundane, unsure of where you belong. Maybe you feel bound by chains of poor decision making, feeling lost, but brave enough to consider, what if there's more to life than this? Hi, I'm Cindy Linton and I want to welcome you to the church. My husband Josh and I are pastors of a growing congregation of people gathering together in normal Illinois. People who have found the answer to this question is a yes and are committed to joining together in an effort to honor God, love people, and discover truth. Thank you for joining us today. So last week we started a series titled How To. We started talking about how there is a how-to for just about everything it feels, right? How to garden, the gardeners in here, how to change your oil. Anybody change their oil? No, we take it to the mechanic. There's a how-to work for a horrible boss. <laughs> See, there's a lot of how-to have a horrible boss, but maybe we should read a little bit more on the book. There's a whole website devoted to how-to, and it really seems like the how-to community really accelerated with the YouTube and DIY, do-it-yourself, so that we didn't have to pay somebody else to come in and do it for us. We wanted to learn how to do things. Everybody wants to know how to get things done themselves. Amen? It's that type of quick click, quick click knowledge that has left our minds intent and intent with instant demand. We want to know it now. If I had a question for you right now and you didn't have the answer, you wouldn't go to the library. You wouldn't pick up a dictionary. You'd go to your phone. You'd Google it and you'd find out right now. It's that kind of uh, demand that our minds have gone to. We can go from one clip to the next, and in a matter of five minutes, we could be a rocket scientist and we could build our own rocket ship to Mars. <laughs> right. You don't believe it? Look at some of the people building rocket ships. You tell me how they learned that knowledge. But before the smartphones and the internet, you used to have to read a how to book. They weren't as popular, the information wasn't as instant. You used to have to read from the beginning to the end to figure out what it was. You ever see your car manual that comes yes. in your car? It tells you how to change your oil. Nobody wants to read it because it's that thick. <laughs> so we want to go to YouTube and it's a short little clip. But before that, the, and that, I think that's why the Bible at times isn't very popular. We don't want to take the time to read it ourselves. We want to put in a short five-minute clip or less and, and send it to me instead so that I can just get your thoughts and get your opinions. That's the amount of time we have relegated our attention span to clips. Uh, but I, I think if we're not careful, we'll miss the clips and the stories in the Bible where God does the miraculous time and time again. We relegated it to where we don't want to read it, but at the same time, we want the miracle and we miss it. Yes, the Bible is a history book, but it's also a how to live a life, a life for Christ book. It is the original how to book. It's a daily level set. The Word of God alive and active in our lives. Literally, it will show us how to be what God is calling us to be on a daily basis. It's a book filled with so much wisdom and knowledge and blessing and victory and overcoming. But like those how-to books of the early 90s, we have put the Bible down to pick up the quick and convenient. Have you ever talked to somebody 
who is a Google theologian, and they could Google and ask and answer every question, but they've never opened the Word of God, or maybe the last time they did was several years ago. I, I have a feeling that we've gotten so caught up in clips and instant that we've really missed the messages that God wants us to hear. You can go Google any sermon that you ever want to hear these days. You can go Google this sermon. You probably hear it out there somewhere because there's nothing new under the sun, the Bible says. And you can hear anything from anybody from the United Kingdom to South Africa to Australia to California. You can hear anybody and everything, but what we're not hearing is what God wants us to hear. Because God put us here to be taught what He wants us to learn right now. And we're so we're so stuck with clips and we're so stuck with intent and content that we miss the message that God really wants to show us. We have put down the word that sets us free for amusement. We have put down the word that transforms and brings abundance for small clips and instant gratification. And I feel that's why this series is where God wants to take us as a church. He wants to bring us back to his word. Amen. Amen. He wants to bring us back to his life, to his scripture, to his knowledge. And what a better way and what a better time than right now to get back in the word. I don't know about you, but I got a lot of questions. Yeah. And there's not a better place. I know some smart people in this room, but there isn't anybody that has the answers of going on what's right now other than this word at this time. Last week we started and I preached about how to be courageous. And the Bible showed us through Joshua chapter 1, three principles to be courageous. Number one was to receive. Number two was to recognize. And number three was relationship. And through the, through the Joshua chapter 1 and through those principles, God showed Joshua how to be courageous and how to lead the children of Israel. And this week I want to continue that series and I want to preach for just a little while on this topic. How to be an overcomer. How to be an overcomer. Some of you might have came in here today with the idea and concept of what an overcomer is. And I hope that if you have those, keep them to yourself. But if you just really put them to the side. Because I think God really wants to show us something right now. I've got two principles, really short today. But I believe God really wants to show us how to be the true overcomer that he's called us to be. Not a stumbling, bumbling overcomer, but a true overcomer the way that he intends. Would you pray with me one more time this morning? Lord, we thank you so much for just the privilege once again to be in your presence, God. The word says where two or three are gathered, there you are in the midst, God. And, and I know that you are with us this morning. You've been with us, God, since the moment we stepped through those doors, God. And, and I pray, Lord, that your presence, Lord, would just sweep across this room like a mighty rushing wind, Lord. And, and that you would have your liberty, Lord. I pray that any distraction, like Sale mentioned in the beginning, that we would lay that off to the side, God. And we wouldn't be bothered by it, Lord. We would just be in tune with your word, Lord. Remove me, God, from this from this pulpit and this microphone and just have your liberty in this place today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So last week we found Joshua and the children of Israel without their leader Moses. The Bible says that Moses had died and the Lord chose Joshua to now lead the people into the promised land. Big task. Moses was an incredible individual. Moses, the, the, some Jews still today look to Moses as the last prophet, the, the last Messiah to bring them out of the promised land. That's how big of a guy that Moses is. And here now Moses is gone, and all that's left is his, was his number two, Joshua, who had been by his side 
all the way from Egypt, all the way across the, the Red Sea, all the way through the trials in the wilderness. There's one of the spies that went into the promised land who came back and said, yes, we can take it. And that's where we find, we find Joshua and the people left by themselves. You know, the promised land that I'm talking about, the promised land where the 12, where 10 of the 12 spies came back and said, no, we can't go there. We're like grasshoppers. We, we perceive ourselves as grasshoppers among them. That's how big and that's how small. The land that God had promised Abraham and his descendants, that promised land, the descendants that the Lord told Joshua now to lead them into that land with whose words were heard last week, be strong and courageous. Anybody remember that? That's what the Lord told Joshua. That was it. Go on, Joshua. Be strong and courageous. And we talked about how that word courageous means willing. And God is just looking for a willing individual. And that's not changing this week. God is still looking for willing. But he's wanting us to take us from willing into being an overcomer. But right in front of them was one of the biggest obstacles they would encounter. Jericho. Anybody ever heard of Jericho before? Jericho was a city estimated to have some have walls some 13 feet high. And in places it had we would have watchtowers even higher at some estimated 28 feet high. And in other places it, it would have walls at six feet wide. A six foot wide wall is a pretty wide wall. I, I, I'd like to tell you that I'm six feet. I'm not. I wish I was. But it's a little bit taller than me if I laid down. That's a pretty wide wall. 13 feet. You could even imagine how much higher that would be. Those are pretty gigantic walls for a children who just came out of bondage, who just came through the wilderness. They're not uh, an advanced military army by any means. And here, the, this promised land that God was wanting to walk them into, the first thing they came about was Jericho. And all is cute. if you could imagine with me how they marched up to that walls and they just went. He had Joshua had already sent spies in. That's a whole different message and a whole different story. But he had already spent sent spies in to realize what Jericho was, and now they're coming and now they're facing it face to face. They're looking literally at it. Jericho was around some forty thousand square meters wide. To put that into perspective, a football field is around 7,000 square meters. So that would be just under six football fields, if my math is correct, in size of how big Jericho was. Those are some big walls. Yeah. You look that way, you look that way, and you look in front of you, all you're facing is big, giant walls. Here is Joshua, ready to lead the people into their promised land. Promise that God had given them, and there is these massive walls standing in front of them. Can anybody relate with me? Can anybody preach? Can I give the microphone to anybody and just testify and just, just say, I know what he had to have been going through. I'm hearing all the time about these promises that God has for me. This promise that God's going to give to me. And every time I walk, all I do is do this. I walk right into a big wall every time I hear that God's got a promise for me. And you know why that is? It's because we haven't learned yet how to be an overcomer. We started this year talking about saying to the mountain, mountain, be ye removed. And we're still at that point of talking to the mountain. Mountain, 
Be ye removed and understanding that God has the ability to move that mountain. But where he's taking us to now is it's not even that complicated. I just need you to realize that you're an overcomer. That I've already done all the work for you. That when those walls stand in front, all you need to do is square your shoulders and say, you got it, Lord. Right. And I'm hoping by the end of this service that we realize that. Because there are some people here that have promises and promises that God has put in front of you, but all we see are the big obstacles. We see personal self-control. We see physical. We see relational. We see the stature of Jericho so high in front of us that we can't even see the promised land on the other side of it. And we don't know how to get there. And we just literally walk into that wall time and time again. Anybody with me? You ever bumped your head so many times that now you started to get a callus and it doesn't hurt that bad anymore? Amen. <laughs> stubborn people. Amen. Stiff-necked and stubborn. That's what the Bible calls it. So why would we think we would act any different? That's what we do. That's who we are. So principle number one I want to talk about this morning. Because I believe that, that through this, God is going to teach us how to truly be the overcomer that he wants us to be as a church. There's people out there in that community that don't even know us, know about us yet because we're stuck behind a wall. Yeah. There are people out there in that community that aren't even aware that there's a God that loves them, that there is a God of amazing grace who has a plan for them. There is a people out there who appreciate, who, who, who need him so much, but because we're stuck behind a wall and we can't overcome, that they are missing what God has for them. Principle number one, communication. This is an easy one. You thought you, you thought you came to church. No, this is a communication class this morning. <laughs> communication will God, with God will lead us to be an overcomer. Did you know that prayer is a form of communication? Yep. Prayer is a form yeah. of communication. Actually, prayer is the most important form right. of communication. You know how many times we wake up on a daily basis and never, never seek prayer? You know how many days that we go through our life that we never include prayer? True. But we talk a lot. <laughs> we communicate. <laughs> but we never take the most vital, important part of communication and activate it in our lives. I think the reason why we sometimes struggle to see prayer as a form of communication or even a necessary form of communication is because we only allow our voice to be heard. Let that sink in for a minute. Communication is a two-way street. Right. And we get to in our prayer closet, and what does it look like? It's one way. True. It is a one-way communication. We never allow it to come back. We never allow anything to come back. And I think that's why our prayers at times can be so ordinary, so lackadaisical. Our communication with God can be so, become so behind the scenes that we miss out on what God really wants us to be. Let me explain that for a little bit. If I'm having a conversation with my beautiful wife, I'm having the conversation. I mean, not you. I'm having the conversation. She laughs because I'm not a talker. She's more of a talker. Amen. Amen. But if I'm having a conversation with my beautiful wife and I never allow her to talk, that is not communication. That's just me talking. Yeah. And I'll just tell you, if I never allow her to talk, I'm probably getting that yeah. upside the head. Let me say something here. <laughs> and I think God does that to us sometimes. I think he says, 
Okay, I've heard it. Actually, I already knew it, but thank you for telling me about it. Now let me talk. And we just go, blah, 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 blah. And we just put it all out there before him. I think at times our prayer and communication can God to God can just be a laundry list of wants and needs. True. Anybody ever been there? I have. I have. Lord, I need this. I don't need it yesterday. I need it right now. Lord, I need this. God, right now, I need you to do this. Lord, I need this. And it's just a laundry list. God, help me here. Help me there. And please don't misunderstand me. That is what prayer is for. But it's also a time for us to hear from the Lord. I heard someone say one time that that's why God gave us one mouth and two ears. Because it was twice as important to listen than it was to speak. Because listening was, was more important than talking. Joshua was an overcomer because he had a conversation with God and heard him say this in Joshua chapter 6 verse 2. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given you thine hand Jericho. I have given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. I believe God is still speaking today. Anybody with me? He speaks in several ways. He speaks through preachers. He speaks through teachers, through prophets, through ministering spirits, through the word, and so many other ways. God is literally trying to still speak to us today. The question is, do we want to hear him or will we take the time to listen? How to be an overcomer is much more about listening when it comes to prayer than our talking. You know what it is about? I'll just take a little side step here. When it comes to prayer, we like to do it really early in the morning, really late at night, right? And I don't know what it is about prayer, but it's just soothing. And the next thing you know, you fall asleep, don't you? And you wake up and say, that was the best prayer I've ever had. <laughs> because if we're not, if we've been trained so much with quick clips, that if it's not instant gratification for us, we don't want no part of it. We just want to turn it into a nap. I, I, I'm trying to take us somewhere here. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm trying for us to hear something because I believe that it's a principle that God really wants for us to understand. And we're never going to be able to push through the walls of Jericho or move past those walls or have those walls come down like they did for Joshua if we don't hear what God has saying. We so desperately want to tell God all our thoughts and our needs, which we should, and then we just want to be done. We don't want to wait. Well, I got it off my chest. I feel a lot better. You ever said that coming out of prayer? Got it off my chest. I feel so much better. But we never just allow God. Or this is why this is why it's communication. Because if you ever had a problem with somebody and you go and you tell them, oh, I feel so much better. I don't care what you have to say. <laughs> I just needed to get that off my chest. That's what that's the way we're treating God when it comes to communication. If Joshua didn't wait until he heard from the Lord, he might have tried to take Jericho in a different way than the, than the way that God had intended. Could you imagine if Joshua and the children of Israel just started to run and charge those walls? It, it would have been a completely different story. But how many times in our life when our promise, we have heard from God that there is a promise in front of us, but yet we don't wait to hear from him of how we're supposed to take it and how we're supposed to claim it. I'm not being deep right now. What I think is we've gotten so far off track that we've missed the fact that we need to listen. Overcoming at times is about waiting and listening. 
And I'm convinced that we, myself included, can become impatient with God. Lord, help us. You've done so much for us that I can take you for granted and become impatient for you. We can tell him what we think and what we need, and we will never allow him to speak to us. God has intended for us all to be overcomers. It's why he went to the cross. It's why we sang about the amazing grace to redeem us. But we still can fall short of being a true overcomer because our prayers are one-sided. We can be a short-sighted overcomer. You know what that looks like? I've got the victory. It ain't happening today. I've got the victory. Man, it just needs to get better. I've got the victory. Oh, my goodness. You ever been that way? Yeah. I have. You got one foot in the promise, and you got one foot still on the other side going, I just hope somebody drags me through so I make it. Look at how good. It, what, could you imagine if, if be, be with me in my mind, it's a little weird, don't get lost up there. But could you imagine how a conversation with God would go? Lord, how's it going today? Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message from the church. We hope you feel encouraged by the words you have heard today and would love the opportunity to get to meet you in person if you ever find yourself in normal Illinois. For more information on what's happening and to discover ways to connect, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and never miss a service. Also, follow us on social media. Find us on Instagram by searching thechurch.normalil or on Facebook by searching The Church. Direct links can be found in the show notes. Thank you.